Hey, thanks for tuning in and watching or listening to Say No to Rage, aka Lono. I'm going to read through a blog post that just went live on Bungie.net. It is about how seasons are changing in Destiny. If you're listening or watching in any other locations, you can always click the link below to watch me live at twitch.tv slash Say No to Rage. So click that link and come hang out with us. We're going to dive into this right now. Hey, everyone. Seasons in Destiny 2's third year. A couple of weeks ago, I did... uh, Too many word retrospective part one, part two, part three on this last six months or so of Destiny 2. This covered what we think worked well, what didn't work as well as we'd hoped, and some of our thinking on where Destiny 2 is heading. You'll see some of this manifesting in what's coming in the fall. A Rise of Iron-sized expansion Shadowkeep, where we'll explore how the moon has evolved since we were there last. See how vague I'm being? It's because I don't want to spoil. There are many, many sleeps to go. Overhauls to key game systems such as armor that give you more choices on how to play and look. Evolution of game difficulty systems, starting with the change to Nightfall Strikes. You may have seen a preview last week at Gamescom. More on that down down the road features that make it easier to play with friends such as new light more below and cross save i see all of you new to new to pc players thanks to the pc community for welcoming them we're simultaneously deepening the parts of destiny 2 we know and love but we are also re- uh, removing the prohibitive stuff from before that made destiny 2 hard to play with your friends this is a real high wire act we want destiny to be a game where every blueberry could become someone who calls the tower home that is something we talked about in my video about infusion hurting new light we want the casuals to become hardcore i love that sentence that he put there my hand uh my hands have had a week off from typing so let's talk about seasonal philosophy and how seasons are shifting to fit what uh with how we tell stories and move the world forward in the vision of destiny 2 as a single evolving world i mentioned in the director's cut part three that we want Destiny to be a world that has a narrative momentum and a key part of that will be how seasons support year three. Back in June, we mentioned that one of the ways we're making it easier for friends to play together is offering an everything a la carte, or we're offering everything a la carte. We're going to do just that with each season. You and your friends can choose what you want to play, and the world will change every season. Year three will have four fully supported seasons of content. Last year's annual pass only had three what but this year that's not true forsaken had season of the drifter of season of the outlaw it had four seasons season of the forge season of the drifter season of opulence and it also had season of the outlaw with forsaken i I don't understand why he's saying that but this year you can opt out of each season for 10 bucks you won't have to pay up front for an entire year of content like with forsaken annual pass fyi this first season is the new vision season of the undying is scheduled with shadow keep but if you just want to experience season of the undying you can grab that a la carte without needing shadow keep (gasps) oh that's what he means that's what he that's what he means because your season of the outlaw didn't really exist because you just had to get forsaken makes sense the world of destiny 2 changes every season with each new season in destiny we want players to feel like they as a community are contributing to destiny's evolving world each season in destiny has to ride the line between delivering self-contained season-long world arcs and making the handoff to the next season together seasons move the destiny universe forward In Season of the Undying, the portal to the Black Garden was opened as a part of the Jacket Quest, as a part of the, of Jacket Quest has awoken the Vex. What? I don't understand that word. What's he, that might have been a typo. And they are now pouring out across the surface of the moon. 
Working with Ikora, players will do some stuff, go somewhere, fight some things, and solve a problem, aka redacted. By the end of the season, the portals will close, the world state will change, and the seasonal activity connected will go away. So, when we when we speculated that the Vex invasions were um were gonna be the thing that went away, because we looked at the we looked at the map and we looked at where they landed and where the pictures landed we said that the vex invasions were going to were going to be the the thing that goes away now he's saying it's redacted but the beginning of this says the seasonal activity it's tied to the vex i don't think it's the nightmare hunts okay um yet he says yet something remains this will be just in time for redacted to kick off the start to season nine season of dawn so we now know the name of the next season season of dawn that is after season of undying season of the undying everyone who plays destiny will be able to see how the world is different and changing during the season those with the season pass will be able to play a seasonal match made activity within the black garden for that extra level of sweet gear this is the similar to the old annual pass but the goal is that everyone will be involved in how the world changes so it looks like it's not the invasions it's something that takes place in the raid uh, raid uh, garden I'll thank subs in a minute uh, at the time at the end of the season your collective actions will have caused the world state to change and the seasonal activity connected to those events will also go away doing this allows us to evolve the world narratively but potentially physically as well it is not possible to keep destiny frozen in place to allow all activities to live forever while also changing the world in meaningful ways this strategy lets our team to be agile and innovative we believe that destiny will grow even better when the world state can change and the best destiny stories are the ones where you had to be there when i agree while events and activities in the world will come and go as the world evolves, weapons critical to the meta will not be locked in each season for new players or for players who miss that season. Legendaries and exotics you need to stay competitive will be re-earnable in the future, although not always immediately after the season ends. We'll be talking more about this later. This is one area where, with the new seasonal model, we expect our plans to evolve across the seasons to meet the needs of the Destiny community. Translation, if people get really mad, they'll make them a little bit easier to get faster. (laughs) And while we're on the subject of gear and weapons, I want to talk about some other additions we're making to your chase to create whatever your perfect guardian is. Okay, here we go. Reward philosophy in Destiny 2 Year 3. As we dug into how to deepen the customization of your Guardians, we wanted a reward system that could standardize some of the reward mechanisms each season, provide a clear value in its rewards, make the value of a paid season super clear, and allow players predictable progression of XP. Via XP, sorry. We all love the chase, the perfect role, but... We all play differently. Year 3 will add more transparency and predictability while still giving you the RNG option for the unexpected gear or roll you didn't know you loved until you got it. We're adding two new predictable reward pursuits in Season of the Undying, the Seasonal Artifact. Our first edition is the Seasonal Artifact, which is free to all players. Okay, this will allow you to further customize your Guardian's build every season by unlocking additional mods to socket into your armor 2.0 Earning XP just by playing will level up your artifact, letting you unlock the next mod you want for your characters. While leveling up and unlocking mods, you will also increase the power of the artifact, which will continue increasing until the end of the season. Yes, it's uncapped. Artifact power adds directly to your overall power, and it is account-wide. We are both excited and a little terrified to see how high players will manage to raise their artifact power during the season. 
We want the artifact to let us experiment more freely with our sandbox. During the last five years of Destiny, we've really wrestled with and continue to wrestle with obsolescence and permanence in player power. So when we were coming up with something new in the seasonal artifact, we wanted to figure out how we could have a system that allowed players to create build-altering powers, yet not need to commit indefinitely to whatever they made and have in have it live on forever. We want to date new builds, not get them hitched into the forever combat ecosystem. It doesn't have to be forever anymore. The artifact the artifact can spotlight some different ways to play each season and introduce new types of perks while we and you can experiment more boldly with new combinations and expressions of power. We want to use the artifact as a mechanic to allow the game to shift some each season. In an action game like Destiny, part of the fun can be discovering new ways to play. Here's an example from my own play. I earned Wendigo this season. I I did it naturally by grinding a ton of strikes, although I was pretty tempted to go farm blind well with the group to make it go faster. (laughs) I ended up using uh, Fighting Lion a bunch of these strikes to get my grenade kills. OMG, why don't the guys at the end of the hollow layer count? (laughs) I I like, I love this. Um, What I found was that I really liked using grenade launchers, but I hadn't really given them a spot in my routine PvE loadout. I don't have mountaintop. But as I was playing with Fighting Lion, I was getting better at using the breach-loaded grenade launchers at a timing my detonations. This is a good point because I did the same thing. I was like, wow, this is actually really fun to use. So while I was on the Wendigo quest, I ended up developing an appreciation for an archetype I had largely overlooked and I developed some new skills. Okay, skills. (laughs) While earning Wendigo. Seasonal artifacts and seasonal mods will go away at the end of each season, and the new season will bring a new artifact, new mods, and a new pursuit of power. This way, we can try bolder balance choices each season with the sandbox, and if we get it a little wrong, we'll be more likely to let it ride for the whole season without nerfing your new favorite OP build. Seasonal XP Progression The second predictable reward chase we're adding to seasons and seasonal pass ranks. Some of you might have spotted this on August 14th Armor Stream, but we didn't provide any context. Without context, it's really easy to find yourself on the jumping to conclusions mat. This is totally human. We all do it. I certainly do. It's okay. Let's talk about these ranks. We want to make sure that each season has multiple complementary reward sources because we all play Destiny differently, and we want to be able to customize our Guardians the way we want to. We will continue to have RNG rewards as part of our activities, and we also want to add a direct track of rewards each season that you can progress every evening. The best weapons and armor will still live in the treasure chests of our toughest monsters and villains, but we hope now there will be fewer nights where players feel like they logged into Destiny and got nothing done. The internet is talking a lot about different builds in games. Season ranks are kind of like a build for playing Season of Destiny. Grabbing bounties, doing strikes, completing weekly challenges. These are straightforward ways to unlock season pass ranks when you don't have time to arrange a raid group or check Google for the right strategies to solve a problem or gamble against RNG where it feels like the house always wins. The ranks help our friends in the community who have families and or full-time jobs or who are deep in finals territory at college. Sometimes you just want to log in, grab some bounties, shoot some aliens or guardians, earn XP, and chill with your friends. That is why we've added 100 ranks to each season with free and premium track rewards. 
Plus, this sounds very familiar, guys. Plus a UX design that's intuitive and familiar if you play other games. Unlike those other games, you'll make progress by earning XP, doing things you're already doing in Destiny, defeating monsters and completing bounties and activities. This is about a new additive layer of predictable rewards for just playing the game. Here's a look at the Season Pass UI. This sounds exactly like the Battle Pass, which is exactly like the SRL book, which is exactly why we suggested they do this. I'm really glad that they're doing this. People are going to criticize it, and I don't care. It's all part of the season. With every season pass, you will get everything you'd expect from Destiny Season. New activities, rewards, a storyline, etc. Not just the new season rank UI and the reward tracks. Like I alluded to way back in the first Director's Cut, we need more sustainable ways to deliver rewards, and the seasonal rank UI is a big step in us getting there. So, now with all of this context, let's look at what season pass owners get in Season of the Undying, which again, is included in Shadowkeep. Season pass owners get access to a new seasonal activity, the Vex Offensive, which includes four legendary weapon drops, additional weekly and daily bounties, additional weekly challenges with powerful rewards. You also get a new weapon quest for an exotic bow, Leviathan's Breath, interesting name, exclusive to Season Pass owners. You get a new exotic hand cannon, Ariana's Vow, awarded on rank 35 of the free track, awarded on rank 1 of the premium track. Interesting. Three seasonal legendary armor sets, one for each class. Collect a complete set during the first 25 ranks of the free track. Note, this is a change from the annual pass where you were required to purchase gear from the season. On the premium track, you get all these on rank 1. There are also dropping within the Vex Offensive seasonal activity. If you want versions with higher stat tiers, you'll need to play the Vex Offensive to earn them. Okay, so he just confirmed that higher stat tiers is possible, as in, like, stats will be higher on earned loot than, the like, the loot from this purchase thing this track thing some additional premium track rewards three universal ornament armor sets one for each class an exotic weapon ornament for the Ariana's Vow two legendary weapon ornaments a new finisher an exotic emote and an exotic ship I can't do anything but clap at this idea. This is brilliant. This is a great way to get more money, to give us voluntary, you know, choice over how fast we earn the stuff. And if you don't want to spend the money, you don't have to, because it sounds like there's a free track that you can... I don't know if the free track includes everything. It's hard to tell. It seems like you get the free track stuff for playing more, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, progression and or how differently you all play Destiny. For many of us, Destiny 2 is a regular hobby, but how that hobby fits into our lives is different. We have players who play every day, we have players who have 10 to 15 hours a week, and we have players who log in for whatever time they can spare. Every season, Destiny 2 will change, and the community working on changing the world together means that we want all of our community to be able to be part of it. Some other games let players uh, buy every rank with a new season begins. In Destiny, we want our time spent playing the games matter. We want the first players to unlock a bunch of the sweet stuff to have unlocked it through play not pay some players are going to work super hard trying to reach rank 100 as quickly as possible we think that's great but again all of you who play destiny 2 differently and when we say we want the whole community to be part of how the world changes every season we keep coming back to giving players the choice of how they want to spend their time Based on how a lot of you play, 100 ranks is going to be cleared in the season, but not all of you will have the time. To solve 
For How Our Community Plays Destiny, we're planning to allow season ranks to be purchased as a catch-up mechanic late in the season. We're going to wait to see how players engage with season ranks to make sure it's tuned well before determining exactly when we unlock this ability. Season of the Undying runs for 10 weeks, and we're currently thinking of enabling this somewhere in the last 2-4 to weeks of the season. We know sometime life gets in the way, and we just want to get the last few rewards before the season and everything ends. In the same way that we've been doing seasonal catch-up for power, we think providing a late-in-the-season rank catch-up makes sense. This initial version is our starting point, and the, uh, and the way we've designed seasons moving forward means that we're going to be able to have a flexibility to tune how this works once we see how Season of the Undying goes. I see you. Did Bungie just raise the XP needed to get ranked to some ridiculous level so that players have to buy ranks at the end of the season? The answer to that question is no. For example, in our internal team test, playing strikes in a fairly relaxed manner, 18 minutes per strike playtime, wow, that's slow, with full stacks of bounties, can get seasonal rank in less than one hour. Can get a seasonal rank in less than one hour. Every week, Guardians also get rest XP bonuses per account, where their first three ranks are at a triple XP. Playing strikes with full stacks of bounties and the rest XP should get 10 ranks in about 8 hours. And knowing you, we'll all see even better ways to min-max your time to clear the ranks. Our goal in tuning this is for our most committed Destiny players who start on week 1 to reach rank 100 simply by doing the things they've already loved spending their time on. Yay for that philosophy. Praise it. Uh, if that's not happening, we have the freedom and the ability to adjust. We want Destiny to be your home however you want to play and hit 100. You may never want or need to buy a rank. We just want our community to be able to play together as easily as possible and narratively be part of the Destiny world as it changes. Your seasonal rank also goes away at the end of the season. A new season of ranks and rewards will take its place. And like our seasonal activities, we don't want important gameplay focus rewards to be inaccessible to players who miss the season. So any legendary or exotic weapons introduced in a season pass will be attainable in future seasons. Those who coveted uh, those coveted rewards won't be available immediately, but it won't take longer than six months either. More details on that soon. New light, removing barriers for friends and zero dollars. We talked a lot about how you get uh, what you get if you buy the season pass, but let's talk about what you get with Destiny for spending nothing. This fall, new friends playing Destiny Two for the first time are coming, and we're going uh, and we're going to take make it a great experience for everyone. At its core, what makes Destiny 2 special and a place we all come back to is the community, the friendships, and the memories made along the way. Destiny is best if you can convince your friends to play, and we think a $0 price tag is another way to make that easier. The default version of Destiny 2 this fall will be New Light, and on top of all D2 Year 1 available for free in New Light, we're going to make sure there's plenty of new free content in Season of the Undying. Here's some of what players, even without the Season Path, can access October 1st. All Destiny 2 players, whether you've got new light or you're all in with Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying, will access the following. Patrolling the Moon Destination, the opening mission of Shadowkeep, two new strikes, Crucible updates, two returning PvP maps, Widow's Court and Twilight Gap, Elimination in Crucible Labs, Armor 2.0 build customization, Eye of the Gate Lord seasonal artifact, new finishers, two new pinnacle weapons, one for Gambit and one for Crucible, free seasonal rank rewards which include the new exotic weapon Ariana's Vow three legendary armor sets, one per class two legendary weapons, best of year two bright engrams, glimmer and upgrade modules 
Well, that's interesting. What does that mean? Glimmering upgrade modules. So they're getting that, guys. They're getting glimmer out of the gauge. Yeah, I wonder who said that was a good idea. The legendary armor and weapons that come with the free seasonal ranks are like sampler platters of the season pass. If you want to find the best stat rolls for the, that armor, you will need to play the seasonal activity and get the drops. But players who just want to collect all the armor can earn the best version from the free track. Ariana's Val, the new exotic on our seasonal track, also drops on the free track, but you get it earlier if you have the season pass. We have also added a lot of rewards on the free track that are a nice quality of life rewards for players like upgrade modules, which are free infusions. Gee, Lono, didn't you just put up a video this morning that said infusion could pose a problem for new light? Man, oh man, it's crazy that you thought that that was going to be a problem. Lono sip. How this could have worked last year. This has been a pretty dense dump of information. Thankfully, it has more pictures than the Destiny uh, than the Director's Cut did. I'm glad I moved my video, by the way. I knew they were going to freaking do this. That's why I moved my video to this morning, because if I would have done it tomorrow, people would have been like, no, no, they already spoke to that. I wanted to wrap this up by looking at how season content done in the style of Year 3 might have worked with some Year 2 content we all remember. Let's reimagine the season of the Forge in Year X of Bizarro Destiny. Begin the Wayne's World. Do, lu, lu, lu. Do, lu, 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 lu. Uh, A week before the season begins, all players receive a note in their mailbox. It simply reads, I return from the stars. Meet me on December 4th. Ada. Once this note has been given out, a small countdown timer appears on the Traveler. When the timer hits zero, players in the tower see a ship unlike any they've seen land between Zavala and Lord Shax, and a figure transmats out and walks through the tower, opening a door that had long been shut. Players follow the character through the tower, and the figure lowers her hood and greets players. I'm Ada, and we have work to do. The season pass in the director is updated, the rewards are revealed, and now Ada and players begin the season-long experience of refining forges in the world, completing bounties, finding materials, working on black armory armor, sets and taking uh, on the new raid scourge of the past in a twist Dado and his group are the first to finish oh oh the salt the shade i love it as players work together to forge weapons early in the track smithing and building new ones the room around ada begins to change the schematic data from players work is resulting in new weapons and mods for players to create These weapons and mods don't all require playing the seasonal activity. Some of them are found in new encounters within strikes. Some of them are forged in Last Wish, like the Alchemy Lab and the Blackwing Lair. Uh, as the player uh, as the player community plays, meta objectives are revealed. Once a certain number of players have unlocked ranks in the, on the past, cinematics unlock for everyone to watch. We see the Drifter and Ada arguing over something, pitting the two against each other. The scene ends with Drifter raising an eyebrow at a set of gun schematics behind Ada. As the season winds to a close, the Drifter begins to summon players to him. He's having a new space built in the tower, and the first people he asks for help are those who earned the title Dredgen. Now players begin to gather materials and donate them to fund Drifter's new scam. The Drifter won't stop talking about the gun schematics he saw behind Ada. Very late in the season, players notice Ada's room looks like it's a bit packed up. She's leaving. The schematics that sat behind her are missing. Uh, Over the course of a few weeks, she packs her equipment and in the events. Similar to her arrival, she vanishes. Ada, her wares, and her forges are gone. Banshee44 reminds players that even though Ada is gone, she left him the schematics for her weapons and armor and he'll be rotating them through over time. Keep that thing oiled, Guardian. And the Drifter asks you to visit him. Come talk to me, hotshot! Saying that he's got a surprise. And while today, the Let's Pretend section above is very much a work of fiction, we are working to build the technology that would make something like this possible and help make our season pass feel uniquely Destiny. They're trying to develop technology. I'm curious about that. Wrap up. 
Season passes in year three will in some ways feel very new and in other ways feel pretty similar to the Forsaken annual pass experience. Our intent is that the season pass mechanics as we are aligning everything with a single evolving world and how we're moving the Destiny story meaningfully forward are additive to the core Destiny experience. We're still going to have things like holiday events, dungeons and secret missions, and all kinds of stuff that we hope surprises you. It's an evolution and an experiment. And hopefully what we've seen lately is that you're going to keep being agile and continuing to make the best decisions for the game along with you. We're excited to see where our unified seasonal philosophy will let us take the Destiny universe over the next year. Also, thanks for all the comments and responses to the director's cuts. I have some deleted scenes and ideas for how the format could evolve within the next year. See you soon, Luke Smith. So that's going to conclude my reading of it for YouTube and the podcast platforms and everything else. If you're listening to this in all the other locations, I appreciate that. We're going to switch to discussing and probably maybe doing another Q&A. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that followed my read-through of the announcement for Luke Smith about how seasons will be changing in year three of Destiny 2. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. That's the link below in the information. I'm usually live when these hit the feeds. Come in and join us. This was a heck of a read-through, so hopefully you enjoyed that video. It's a little longer when I do that. We're going to jump right in to the questions because my mods were giving me a bunch of guff this one's for you soul far west fox says does that mean the raid exotic is not the hand cannon this is actually a really good question the ariana's vow was announced as an exotic that you just sort of get uh from this thing and so i'll probably do like a separate video where i try to break down my thoughts on this because we're already getting people saying like it's it's pay to win it's you know, and it's it's not. But the uh, the exotic is earned by everybody in the season. It's just earned way earlier if you own the season pass. So I don't know if this is the hand cannon that we thought was the one from from the raid. I mean, we were assuming it was because we were it was it was kind of positioned in some of the pictures with the raid. So we'll have to wait and see. I don't know if it's the if it's that hand cannon with the scout and uh uses the energy ammo we don't know so thank you for the brand new prime sub huge package (laughs) come on man uh pockets with the next question what do you think the what do you think the cost to buy seasonal ranks toward the end of the season will be i don't i don't know i would think you know i would think it'd be pretty reasonable to say you know 25 ranks for you know uh, 5 bucks or something 10 bucks because to me it's like if you get that far and you know you're not going to be able to finish the book you're not going to be able to finish what I'm calling the battle pass the seasonal battle pass just so people know what it is um I would think I would think that they wouldn't want to like totally like $25 for a level like that. Come on. That would be a little absurd. I would think something like that, you know, five or 10 bucks to basically just round out the remaining, you know, 25 levels. They might even say, you know, it's a hundred tiers. People are going to be all on the spectrum. If, if it gets the, the final two weeks, if you just want to pay 10 bucks to finish out the book, go ahead. What they're trying to avoid, before everybody runs to the YouTube comments to, like, spew spittle everywhere, like, it's pay to win, Blah. 
First of all, this is included in Shadow Keep. When you buy Shadow Keep, this is included. This is just attached to the season. If for whatever reason a player doesn't want to buy Shadow Keep for ten dollars, they get Season of the Undying and they get this thing and all of the all of the things along the bottom. What Bungie doesn't want to have people doing is day one, Johnny credit card swipes his credit card and gets everything in the book. But they also are understanding that sometimes you get near the end of the season and something happened. Your appendix ruptures and you're not playing for a while and you fall behind. That happened to me, right? Like, obviously I'm a streamer, so catching up's a lot easier for me. But they're going to acknowledge it like, hey, if you get... If you get, you know, within 10 levels and it's the final week and you know you're not going to be able to finish it out, they're going to let you pay money to finish out your book as a way of saying, we understand things come up, things change, we get that, we're going to give you a way to finish out the book if you run out of time. But they don't want you to be able to do that day one because you can do that with Fortnite. You can literally just buy, buy your way through the tiers of the battle pass. So... The whole season is $10, but if you buy Shadowkeep, this is just included. Shadowkeep just comes with Season of the Undying, and then Season of the Dawn is going to be in the winter, and that's 10 bucks. And it just comes with this Battle Pass thing in addition. If you spend no money, you also get this Battle Pass thing. It's just the free track instead. It's really, really nice. I, 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 I'm telling you what, the people accusing it of pay to win they're going to run out of steam real fast because the minute they actually interact with anybody who has, you know, more than two brain cells because that's all they got, anybody who actually interacts with them is going to educate them. Anybody with any reasonable amount of discernment and intelligence is going to see that this is not pay to win. This is a this is an additional thing on top of what is already coming in the in the season. It's it's not it's not the season. It's on top of it. RKO, what do you think uh, she, she, the shield-looking icon with the check mark on the blue path is. We're not actually sure. I don't know. And I'll tell you right now, looking at them, there's one with one sword, one with three swords, and then one with like a like a hammer. Um, so I don't know. It also looks like they could be colors, but then they're grayed out. It's really hard to tell what those would be. It's a new symbol on top of symbols we've seen before. We've seen the single sword, three swords, and like the. The, the, the iron banner it's like the iron banner hammer uh, looking thing I honestly don't know what those are we're, a, we're, we're, we're we are theorizing that these orange boxes on the top track are the upgrade modules um, for people to and get in free infusions if you watched my video on how I think infusions a possible problem for new light players it looks like they've already been thoughtful about alleviating some of that pain for free in the season. Um, anybody who owns New Light will just get that top track. So as long as they're playing, they will be periodically getting things like, as you can see here, Glimmer and upgrade modules that are free infusion. So it's interesting that I said in, you know, we were talking and kind of ranting and raving and going back and forth. I said I was really excited about this. This is this is a very proactive bungee. This is a very proactive bungee. And the... The reactive bungee would have waited until people started complaining and then maybe tried to alleviate infusion. It looks like they're already trying to do that. Um, yeah, I thought those were the enhancement prisms too. He got game, but somebody said um, that those are bigger than the enhancement prisms were. In any case, no matter what the orange boxes are, he did say in the blog post, there's going to be upgrade modules that you get from leveling up the book that will give you free infusion. So, um, I don't know. Uh, 
Okay, Paul Tassie says, I have triple confirmed with Bungie. If uh, you buy a season, or in this case, Shadow Keep, which comes with the season, you get the premium pack of the Battle Pass season rank. So no, it's not like you buy a season for $10 and premium costs another 10 on top. Right. It is literally just included in the season. So when you buy Shadow Keep, you're getting Season of the Undying. If you spend $10 in the winter and you get Season of the Dawn, you get the, you get the book. You get this book thing. So... I'm wondering, I'm wondering if maybe they should start having Luke Smith write this stuff up and maybe have the marketing team kind of comb over it a little bit more. It seems like he is very good at giving lots of information, but he's not necessarily good at anticipating the questions and the clarifications that the community are going to have because that's just not his kind of wheelhouse. Um, I think he's done an excellent job. I think even we as a collective stream sometimes have to kind of be like, wait, what does that mean? So I think it's excellent. I thought it was clear, but apparently it wasn't clear because when we read Deej's tweet and all the replies to it, that was like the number one question. Wait, do I have to spend any extra money? No, it's included in Shadowkeep. If you buy Season of the Dawn in the winter, it's included in that. You don't spend anything extra on top. Uh, Havoc Maker. What power level do you think the gear from the seasonal track will be? No idea. Probably at your, maybe at your power level. Um, maybe at your power level. I don't know. Dire Necronos. Can you give me a dumbed down version of what this new season pass UI thing is? Because I read through the post twice and I still don't know what this means and why they did this. So basically what they wanted to do was they wanted to give you two things that happens no matter what every season. So no matter what, if you spend zero dollars, you get an artifact and a season book every season. As you play, the experience you earn in the game will move both the rank of this book and the level of the artifact up. As those things go up, you benefit from that. The artifact is a temporary power gain for that season, as well as it like unlocks mods and stuff. Now, I think some of the artifact mods and unlocks are reserved for shadow keep owners, but you still get the artifact for a seasonal power grind. This book thing, I'm calling it the seasonal battle pass, is just a way for you to earn rhythmic things in the game. There's, there's, um, it looks like some type of engram in there for probably decorative things. It's like stuff from the Eververse. There's armor pieces. There's glimmer. There's upgrade modules. There's guns. You just get stuff for playing. Okay. The idea here is, is that as long as you're playing, and spending zero dollars, you're just getting stuff every season. This the game's gonna feel alive and changing. That's the whole point. Even if you're spending zero dollars. Now, if you spend money, if you buy Shadow Keep, the artifact's gonna have more stuff that it does for you, more more perks on it. The bottom track of this book opens up for you. It's the premium line. You bought Shadow Keep, that gives you access to the seasonal the pass. The bottom track's the seasonal pass. If you buy the ten dollar winter season pass, you'll get a whole nother one of these books and you'll have access to a whole nother premium track on the bottom more than likely i would think 80 percent of the community is going to buy, buy the pass if you're playing five years into the game's franchise you're not going to balk at ten dollars in december and if you're really interested right now you're probably going to buy shadow keep it's just that you're just going to get those things like the, the, the engaged player base at this point i would think this long into the game's you know life I just can't see people sitting on the fence on this. It's a massive amount of value for such a small amount of money. I just, 
anybody who tries to claim that Bungie's being greedy or grimy or pay to win, the, the levels of ignorance, it, it, it's so difficult to even interact with people who say those things. Because you don't, it doesn't even feel like you're interacting with a true and genuine concern or criticism. It's almost, we were, we were goofing around. It was, it, it kind of became laughable. It's like, they're giving you extra stuff. If you were going to buy Shadowkeep, throw confetti in the air because they just announced you're getting extra stuff. Like, why would, you know, if you were on the fence about buying seasonal passes from this point on for $10, they just added more stuff to it. Like, it's more to do. I, I, I don't know. It's incentivizing you to just play the game. and You don't have to go into other parts of the game you don't want to. You're just getting stuff, you know? Ginger 300. Loving the idea of a battle pass system in D2, do you think they should incorporate this sort of thing into the factions? Pledge allegiance with the faction, and for the season, you earn themed rewards for that season. Yeah, this is essentially what I said they needed to do with Faction Rally. This is part of my suggestion for factions. Was that you've pledged to Dead Orbit, and for that entire season, your warlock is ranking up Dead Orbit, and it would look very similar to this. Like, as you rank up, you get new stuff. And then... Uh, do the same thing with the other three characters, your other two characters. So all three characters, you could conceivably have each of the factions, and whichever one you play more, you're going to be moving that faction's rank even even more. Now, faction rallies could show up rhythmically and be like, hey, here's a gun. This gun's really cool, and you can earn it during this week. And you're like, sweet, and you try to earn it. And then the gun goes away when faction rally's over. Not to worry, not to worry, the next faction rally, that gun just goes into the general loot pool of that faction, and can be earned anytime you want. And when they do that, they introduce a new gun. That's my idea of how to bring back faction rallies. That was a quick flyover. Captain S-R-A-S. Did they say anything about old faction rally armor getting 2.0 treatment, maybe an ornament? Nope, they didn't say anything about it. They didn't even say anything about faction rally returning. Sunfire. From what they showed in the new season pass model, what do you think can be added in or changed? Uh, this, This to me seems actually really, really fine. And listen... I know people get tired of me saying this, but this is just exactly what I recommended in another video, and people were like, you're a freaking idiot. They will, that is so dumb. They're not going to do that. Now, my idea was quite a bit different because it was an idea of how to funnel money into the Eververse. You could buy like an Eververse pass for $10 and get guaranteed Eververse items all season long just by playing. They took that concept and idea and they said, we're not going to monetize it. We're just going to add that as a value point to the season pass. If you buy a season, you get this as an extra thing. So Bungie, I'm not saying they did this, but just imagine they looked at my idea and they're like, yeah, we're not going to do that. We're not going to squeeze more money out of the player. We're just going to give more to the player if they are giving us money. I just, I don't know how, I don't know how you could look at this and get upset or say it's bad or pay to win. Again, This is attached to the monetized content, the DLCs. The DLCs are now Shadowkeep, and then Season of the Dawn for winter, and then there's a summer and a spring season, okay? That content, just like Dark Below, House of Wolves, Taken King, Rise of Iron, Forsaken, uh, Curse of Osiris, and Warmind, those were all DLCs that if you bought them, you got extra loot in the game. That's not pay to win. That's just how Destiny has worked for five years. If you suddenly think this is pay to win, you've either not been playing for the last five years, 
or you you just weren't paying attention every time they monetize content in destiny there's new gear attached to it so if you were playing crucible after rise of iron came out and you were really annoyed at people killing you with stuff they got from rise of iron well i'm sorry that you don't want to spend money anymore in the game that you play every day but that's what the rest of us are doing down cape so you will have the same rewards, but the person who pays will get them sooner. So if the person who pays gets a, a hand cannon, I think is what you mean to say, at level 10, the person who didn't pay gets it at level 20. Essentially, yes. So right now on this track, you can see at level 25, there's a helmet. More than likely, I get that helmet earlier on the paid track, probably level 10 or something, right? Because the idea is you can still get it, but I get it a little bit sooner because I'm a paying customer. Like, that's totally fine. I bought Shadowkeep. That's 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 a hundred percent totally fine. Um, Ten dollar pass literally gets you an exotic item and in-game currency. That's pretty dang pay to win, right? No, it's not. No, it isn't. How is that pay to win? Was it pay to win when you bought the Taken King and nobody else did, and you could get exotics in Taken King that were strong in the Crucible? Was that pay to win? Because that's all this is. This book thing is attached to DLC that comes with loot anyway. What about loot I can get from Eris Morn? What about loot I can get from the Nightmare Hunt? What about loot I can get from the brand new raid? Is that pay to win? Right? If they sold 25 legendary shards for $2, is that pay to win? No. That's pay for currency. How is 25 legendary shards pay to win? Like, it, it really... It's really hard to not... I don't want to sound like I'm being condescending. Pay to win is a very easy concept to understand. Pay to win is when you can go and buy an individual item that gives you a benefit and an advantage in the combat. So if I could go to the Eververse and buy a god roll perfect shotgun for $5, that is pay to win. You are paying for an advantage in the game. 25 shards, currency, that's not it. This is not a separate monetization structure anyway. So even though this does give you 25 legendary shards at level 21, this is included in Shadow Keep. This is included in Shadow Keep. So even if that auto rifle at level 30 is god tier and you don't get it until you get a level 30 and I get it at level 10, that still isn't pay to win because this is just included in the in the in the Shadow Keep structure. I'm literally buying Shadow Keep and I get this. I get the I get the premium build. I get the premium track. If you buy Season of the Dawn in the in the in the winter, you get the premium track. It's not pay to win. Pay to win is a clear one-to-one transaction of influence over the flow of a game. It's a clear one-to-one transaction. I go to the Eververse and I buy a shotgun for $5. Pay to win is not, well, you bought Forsaken and you got all those awesome weapons and I didn't. I didn't buy Forsaken, so that's pay to win. That is not, that's, that's bogus. That's what the game has been doing since House of Wolves and Dark Below. You buy the DLC, they add new loot. Like, I don't, I I really struggle. I really struggle to think that people can't grasp that. How can you not see they've been adding loot to the game? Loot has been behind a paywall since Dark Below. Guns and gear behind a paywall has been in Destiny since Dark Below. It's not, it's not pay to win. It, it, it is, it's just not. 
This is this has got to be one of the best monetization structures of value I think I've ever seen. That's why it just it, it gets me. I get fired up. I'm like, are you kidding me? All the skeezy things that game companies do, man. And like, you look at this. Ah, this is a breath of fresh air in what's been going on in the gaming community. It's just a breath of fresh air. <clears throat> Alaska. Best of Ingram seem to be staying around. Oh, yeah, that's what those are on the free track. Um, but with no more bright dust from dismantles, isn't it time to be concerned that Tess is going to be even more stingy without dumping silver at her? I tell you what, I don't really care if she starts selling stuff for silver like ornaments and really cool armor sets. If it's all vanity items, I, I genuinely just do not give a frick. I don't care. It's their vanity items. It's like, if my earn rate of Bright Dust makes it hard for me to buy all of her dope stuff every week, that's totally fine. That's not, that's not why, that's not, her role in Destiny is not your focus. If you're looking every week and you're like, okay, she's got a ghost, a sparrow, and a ship. They're all three exotic. She's got an armor piece. Uh, she's got a really, really cool ornament. Uh, she's got an emote and a transmat effect. Seven items. If, you're, if your anticipation or expectation is that you can earn enough bright dust to get all those things, number one, that's not even true now. So it's, it's, that's unrealistic in light of the present, okay? In light of the future, and they've made it very clear that her role in the game is to basically be a vanity store item. So if you look at all that stuff and you're like, I didn't save up enough. I've not done enough of her bounties or whatever the frick. I can't get it. I, you know, you you got to either buy the silver or wait and save up. It's a va- it's a vanity store. It, 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 it's not like I've seen people take issue with the Eververse changes and the stuff that Luke Smith said in the Eververse. They talk about the end game of Destiny is all about the fat, the fashion and what we look like. And I'm just like, I, OK, like you've created your own really narrow version of what the end game is. And you've taken issue with the fact that like most of what she sells is not is not even <clears throat> is not even like actual loot in the game. Like ghosts and sparrows and ships? Like, how often does anybody see your ghost? Or sparrow or ship? They see your gun, they see the roll on your gun, they see your armor set. So she does do the ar- armor set, but like, I I don't know, I think people really, really overstate this. And I'm gonna tell you what I've seen in my four and a half years of streaming and in, and in my three and a half years of streaming Destiny. Every time the Eververse comes up, I have to have this, it's a slippery slope, man. It's a slippery, they're going to start selling, they're going to, it's going to get bad, and it never has. It never has. They, they introduced the Eververse in D1 with vanity items, and it has never, ever, ever gone the way that people are worried it's going to go. It's been only vanity items. I mean, I think they're getting the store pretty right as it is now. But you have said that. Yeah, I just, I think the store is fine. Now, in the past, okay, in the past, when they had the Iron Banner stuff that was purchase only, I got frustrated because I said, if you're going to do an event and you have an emote attached to the event, making it so I can't earn it 
seems co- contradictory to the fact that it was an event, right? If that emote was like rolling through the Eververse periodically, this was also when they were attached to Activision. My t- my tone and attitude about Micros has changed quite a bit now that they're self-publishing. When they did the Iron Banner emote thing, <clears throat> I took issue with it and I criticized it. But now that they're self-publishing, I'm like, eh, I don't care. It's a vanity item, and self-publishing companies have got to figure out how to keep a, a revenue stream going. And when he tells me that the ornament for the 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 whisper paid for the the outbreak perfected, I'm like, okay, cool, keep doing it. Doesn't bother me. Doesn't affect my gameplay. I mean, doesn't really affect anybody's gameplay because they're vanity items. So I, it's just. I'm telling you right now, the, the the foreboding concern about the Eververse, I think, is just always completely overstated, and just it's a it's a phantom fear. It is a phantom fear. By the way, if you're here right now, the vibe in chat today has been spectacular. The attitude, the fun, the lightheartedness, even the people kind of disagreeing. You guys have all been amazing today. Thank you for that. If you're if you're on the sidelines and you're not joining in or submitting questions or you've never been here before, be sure to click the follow button. Uh, that does that's a free way to support me. So thank you for being here and clicking follow. Um, I'm predicting this now. Sometime in the future, Standard Rage will have a problem with this in some way. I mean, listen, dude. I I th- I feel like I've been very very consistent in the way that I've I've criticized and praised Bungie over the years. I've I've always tried to ride both lines, see the good, see the bad, see where things can be improved. Rather than just complain, I usually say, "This is a problem. Here's my suggestion. This is a shortcoming. Here's a way to make it better." I've always tried to do that. And if the Eververse goes into a place that I think is problematic, I'll pull my guns out and I'll start taking shots. I did that when they did it with Iron Banner. I thought, "Come on." Come on, why are you doing this? This is an event. Why are you putting the emote as a, it's a pay only? You couldn't even earn it. That was my main issue with it. I could be able to earn it or buy it. Let me earn it or buy it was my pushback. But even in that regard, like now that we're on the other side of them becoming self-published, it's like I can dial back a bit and be like, you know, I, it's, it's just a vanity item. It's something that they kind of need to do. They don't have a giant publisher behind them. And then they can do stuff like this. They can do stuff like this. This is awesome. This is extra. This is on top of the normal seasonal flow. This is a really, really smart play. Blader Magician. Doesn't the season pass go against the play what you want, where you want idea you've put forth? I.e., don't I don't pick up Vanguard Crucible Gambit bounties that aren't very generic because I'm not using a loadout I don't like to complete these, these bounties. This, this season pass is exactly play what you want and where you want he literally said that you just level this up by playing and he gave an example of lazily playing strikes 18 minutes a strike and you finish it in an hour so if I'm grinding pubs and patrols and lost sectors you're grinding strikes Charlie's grinding nightfalls and Steve's in a raid we're all doing what we want and we're leveling this book up you don't have to do any bounties here at all. Now, he did say, he did say, to be fair, I think you're referencing where he said, um, where is it? Where they did the test thing. Uh, did, 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 uh, right here. Uh, he, where's the 18 hour line? Right, 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 right. 18 minute line. I'm sorry. He said, in our internal test, playing strikes in a fairly relaxed manner with full stacks of bounty can get a seasonal rank in less than an hour. Now, keep in mind, he's going into strikes and grabbing relevant bounties, right? You need to do bounties for XP as well. Right, but homie, like, I feel like you're trying to split hairs 
to make it look like I'm being inconsistent. And I, I, I think you're stretching just a little, okay? I, I appreciate a good debate, but I feel like you're stretching just a little. I can grab bounties and do them a lot of bounties anywhere. I can grab bounties from the NPC on the planet. I can grab gunsmith bounties. I can grab Zavala bounties. There's Eververse bounties. I can grab bounties and do them anywhere. Like, but as he says, if I want to run strikes in a relaxed manner with full stacks of bounties, I can get that in about an hour. He, he, he says they did this in strikes, which means they're just playing what they want. And while they're in the strike, they're working on the bounties. Now you might say, but Lono, but Lono, what if a bounty makes me use a sidearm? What if a bounty makes me use a rocket launcher? And I don't want to do that. I mean, that doesn't bother me nearly as much as, like, the play flow disruption of spider spider bounties. My problem with the play flow disruption of spider bounties was this. You gotta go to the Tangled Shore and grind Tangled Shore to get fragments. Then you buy the bounties. Then you gotta go stand around and wait for an HVT, right? You're, that's why that's play flow disrupting going into the strike playlist because that's what you like doing and you happen to have to use a sidearm for a little bit that's not nearly as play flow disrupting I, I think there's a, there's a certain amount of, of, of acceptableness to requiring me to do things with the bounty like oh you gotta use this gun or you gotta use this gun type so I understand where you're coming from I have said that before it can be kind of annoying to like have to switch weapons and stuff right so what I would say is you also have to consider the fact that Luke Smith is sitting here saying 18 minutes per strike. If you don't want to do bounties, you could probably speed through these strikes and get them done in like the six to eight minutes like some of us do and get three strikes done in 21 minutes and you're, you're only 18 and in 21 minutes, you might, you might net enough XP to make up for the fact that you didn't pick up any bounties. And again, he's not even saying that's required that's a really good point to make here he's not saying you have to do bounties he's saying you can play strikes relaxed and average about 18 minutes a strike and if you stack some bounties you're gonna be you're gonna be hitting a a rank every hour he's just giving you a what for he's not saying you must do this does that make sense if you want enhancement cores you must do these bounties you must do the spider bounties if you want to level up this book you don't have to do any of that. Now you're going to level up slower. You're going to level up slower. You're going to it's going to take you a little bit longer if you're just running normal pub events, you know, and 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 maybe some patrols. So, I think you're misreading it a little bit. I don't think he's saying, "Oh yeah, you got to run bounties, got to run this, got to run that." He's just saying, you know, if you if you're if you're optimizing your XP gains but playing kind of kind of slow and laid back in strikes, you can get a, you can get rank up once an hour. I mean, I think that's a good test case, right? He's saying that you can do that and you can rank up once an hour. A hundred hours of that in a season is reasonable. Very reasonable. A hundred hours of strikes and bounties in a whole season? That's like two hours a night, Monday through Friday. That's nothing for most players. You know, five days a week, two hours. You can only run the bounties once per character per 24 hours. Okay, sure, Bumble 17, but this thing is this thing ranks up account based. So if you have three characters and you finish all the bounties and you get a rank for that hour, and you're like, well, I want to keep running strikes and I want to keep running the strike bounties, switch characters. 
that means three hours a night if it's da- if they're daily bounties I don't know if they're weeklies but if they're daily bounties three hours a night again keep in mind he said they were averaging 18 minutes a strike I mean come on if you're that concerned you're not running strikes in 18 minutes you're probably going through them in like 7 to 10 could I push back with the same logic that you are using for infusion because you're never forced to infuse anything no not true at all in fact this makes my argument even better for infusion why because they're basically saying what I was saying sense of progression and being able to play whatever you want is vital is vital to the player experience it's vital so so does letting somebody infuse also keep in mind something else in my corner I'm feeling pretty good after my 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 arguments yesterday this book gives them resources for free for infusion it gives them upgrade modules which are free infusions it's giving them legendary shards and glimmer if they're a paying customer which obviously if they're paying for shadow keep they care way more about leveling right so they're they're even more equipped for infusion this is already this is already proving me right at like three levels about the about the being able to play whatever you want in level this this book is this book is making me look pretty dadgum on target honestly if you want to get done with the book in a reasonable manner you will have to do bounties which forces uh which forces my loadout no you're presuming that you're presuming that if you want to get done you're saying in a reasonable manner and an hour ranking up once in an hour you can run the strikes faster and not do any bounties you can run the strikes faster and not do any bounties and the bounties that make you change your loadout I mean usually those are done super super fast 15 25 headshots with a hand cannon or something it's, it's usually all it is like I said, I, I feel like you are literally splitting hairs to try to make it look like I'm being inconsistent or wrong, and it just, it ain't working. It ain't working. Like, it just, if you're going to try and stand on the hill and, and say, well, if I have to do bounties to level this up in a reasonable, no, you don't. You could do strikes. You could do the nightmare hunts. You could do the new activities and maybe earn better XP gains. He went to the bottom barrel of the strike running, 18 minutes of strike. And he said, you'd have to do some, you have to do some bounties too. That's all he's saying. Like, he's not saying you have to do bounties. You're, you're, you're putting words in his mouth to be fair. He's not even saying that. He's saying if you run strikes in a, in in a laid back manner, 18 minutes of strike, you're going to want to have bounties stacked as well. So you could run nightfalls, nightmare hunts and get bigger XP gains and not have to do bounties. Like I just... I don't, I don't, I, I think, I think you're, you're, you're slipping off this one. Like this isn't, this isn't, this isn't even worth arguing about anymore. Kzank, people are wondering about Vanguard Pinnacle. Bungie points out the Gambit and Crucible Pinnacle are both included in the base game, even new light owners. Do you think they will have the Vanguard Pinnacle behind paid content, meaning you need to own the season or buy Shadowkeep in order for the Vanguard Pinnacle access? Or maybe Bungie will offer a Vanguard Pinnacle in the coming season. No idea. I have no idea. I I don't know if they're why they'd be secretive about the Vanguard Pinnacle. You know, I I don't know. Maybe they're doing something different with it. Maybe they're doing something with a lot of people speculate like Aldrin's going to come back as the Vanguard Hunter. I don't know. Maybe he comes back and we get the Pinnacle from him or something. I have no idea. Maybe they got rid of the Vanguard Pinnacle. Maybe there's going to be a seasonal pinnacle that they attach to the new activity. Maybe they'll be one with the Vex thing. I have no idea. I don't. Um, 
Vanguard Pinnacle got leaked early. It's the Spike Swarm. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> That's funny. I mean, you're telling a joke, right? Uh, Shaka Khan says, Who are these people that complain about paying for a $10 season path but is willing to spend $10 on coffee? Listen, you're never, ever, ever, ever going to be able to use like basic logic and reasoning with the people that throw their hands up in the air and say, It's pay to win. This is ridiculous. Bungie's trying to rip us off. Okay? You have to think about the low level of intelligence you're dealing with when somebody balks at a $10 annual pass that they don't even have to spend. When they buy Shadowkeep, it's just included. When you buy Shadowkeep, you just get the season. You just get Season of the Undying. And then in the winter, when December rolls around, if someone's going to balk at $10 and be like, dude, I can't believe this. This is pay to win. This is such a ripoff. I'm getting so squeezed. I'm just, I'm telling you. You literally cannot engage with people like that in a reasonable way. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Trust me, I've done it. I've sat in this chair. I've gone on YouTube comments. I have tried to show people how backwards their thinking is. I've even done it in a real patient. I, just Now I just am mean about it. I'm like, you're just too dumb to interact with if you think this is a ripoff. You're, just, you're either trolling or you're stupid. Either way, I don't want to talk about it with that person because it isn't worth it. You're, you're not going to change their mind. They're either some person that hates Destiny and they're just taking advantage of manufactured outrage to disrupt the chat flow or comments on a YouTube or a Reddit forum or whatever the frick. Or if they're not, if they're not trolling, they're literally an idiot. Like you might as well not even waste breath on them. I can't believe this, man. Five years into the franchise and I play this game hundreds of hours a week and I got to spend $10? Like why even bother talking to that person? It just isn't, it, it, it 100% is not worth it. You're like, well, they'll spend $10 on a coffee. Brother, they don't see it that way. They'll go to the freaking movie theater and drop $50 on two hours of entertainment and throw away junk snacks. They'll drop 50 bucks on that. And then they'll be like, $30, $40 for an expansion and it's only 20 hours. Like, it's just, it's not worth it, dude. It is not, it is not worth it. Mr. Gravity, Luke said that you can get the gear set from the pass and you can get the set with better stats from the activity. Do you think this will be something like the three tiers of Reckoning Armor? I am really hoping what this means is they're tying in because we saw tier one drops. We saw that expression used. It was a it was a, uh, a power reward or a pinnacle reward and they saw the little engram and it said tier one. This is what I'm hoping, okay? I'm hoping that the three difficulty settings... I'm hoping that the, the, the three difficulty settings give you tier one, two, and three drops. Tier three drops have better stats, right? Because if you're running the really, really hard content, there's got to be a loot incentive, and that's your loot incentive. The gauntlets that drop from this activity. Here, oh, isn't this beautiful? Oh, I hope they do it this way. Oh, this is beautiful. Imagine this, okay? Imagine you're doing the activity at 920, and you're not max level yet, okay? The... The end game is still legitimate to you, even if you get good gear on the way there. Oh, I got a bunch of good armor pieces. I don't really care. I, well, I don't need to run it at 950. I'll just run a bunch of activities to get 950 drops, and then I'll just infuse. Ah, 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 wait. Hold on there, son. The gauntlets you got at 920 are tier 2. The gauntlets at 950 are tier 3. And the stats are better. 
Oh, I really, really hope they did that. That'll be so... Oh, that's so freaking smart if they do it that way. That maintains the the urgency in the present and the relevancy of the future. That's such a smart way to do it. I really hope they thought about that because that makes this not even re- remotely pay to win. Like, well, if you buy the season pass, you get the loot automatically. But the stats are automatically lower than going and grinding it in the activity. So it's like... Number one, this isn't extra money. So if you're grinding the seasonal activity, you, you... Oh, gosh, the logic here hurts my brain that I even have to say this. If you're grinding for the better gear in the activity, you're 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 in the season pass anyway. Doesn't that make, make sense? You've already paid $10 to get in. So the, the loot that comes from this is just extra for to be, like, extra. It's just extra. Isn't it just armor? Yeah, there's armor ornaments, but there's also armor sets that come with this. You just, you get this with the purchase, so it's just like, if, if, it's like, there's no context where somebody would be grinding the new content and getting rolls that are inferior to the ones from the past. Number one, because they've set it up that way. Number two, if you're grinding the new content, you paid for the season pass, so you get this book, so you have nothing to complain about, and I'm getting dizzy. Like, I, it's like, I'm telling you, it's such a, anybody that gets upset about this, their position is bankrupt. There's no way to criticize this. It's just extra stuff. <laughs> it's extra stuff. You go, you, let me scroll back up. You go to the drive through at Wendy's. They're like, oh, we put an extra thing of fries in your bag. I'm sorry. What the frick is this? You trying to gouge me, Wendy's? What is it? Extra fries in a bag? You probably try. I'm going to come in there. You charged me for these, didn't you? No, we literally just put in extra fries. Like, we won't do it ever again. We're, we're, we're sorry. Oh, my gosh. We won't do it ever again. Like, getting mad at extra stuff. <laughs> what kind of... Was this a microtransaction, Wendy's? Is that what this is? You trying to say I'm skinny and I need to eat more food? <laughs> Frick you, Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Chevy. Thank you. That was good. That was a good one. I had to add that in. That was well done. <laughs> Is this pay to win? Is this pay to eat? Is this pay to survive? Do I got to pay money for things I want in life? What is this? Sky color. What happens if I don't buy Shadow Keep? I should just get all the quality of life updates, right? Armor 2.0 included? If I skip Shadowkeep and Season of the Undying and wait for next season, and then buy Undying, I get Undying Artifact as my active artifact? Oh, for frick's sake, brother. Uh, Shaka Khan with a brand new sub. Thank you. Uh, I think I missed Double V's resub. I'm sorry about that, Double V. Five months of subs. Welcome back. Okay, first and foremost, no. If the next season of the winter season starts, you cannot buy Season of the Undying anymore. It's gone. That's not a possibility, okay? So you can't do that. To the beginning of your question, if you don't buy Shadowkeep and you don't buy Season of the Undying, you get the artifact and armor that drops is 2.0. Yes. But you don't get anything else. Oh, and you get the free you get the free top bar of this. You see this here, Season of the Undying right here in the picture, you get that top gray bar. You just play and you get stuff for free. No money spent. No money spent. There's a whole paragraph in this blog post down here that says, 
Here we go. Here we go. This is the new light removing barriers. Zero dollars. You get patrolling the moon destination, opening the mission of Shad- the opening mission of Shadowkeep, two new strikes, Crucible updates, two returning PvP maps, Widow's Court and Twilight Gap, elim- uh, elimination inside of Crucible Labs, Armor 2.0 build customization, Eye of the Gate Lord seasonal artifact, new finishers, two new pinnacle weapons, one for Gambit and one for Crucible, free seasonal rank rewards, which will include a new exotic weapon or Ariana's Val, three legendary armor sets, one per class, two legendary weapons, best of year two bright engrams, glimmer and upgrade modules, and a partridge and a pear tree. You're going to get all that stuff, and you spend zero dollars. So you can't bypass the Eye of the Gaylord artifact. It's just going to be in your inventory if you are playing during Season of the Undying. That's it. This post is on Bungie.net, right on the homepage. The title of the post, if you want to look for it, is called Seasons in Destiny 2's Third Year. That's the name of it. That is the name of it. 626SWM. Off topic, but what if guns dropped with an extra perk? Unlock the perk by fully masterwork. Listen to you every day. Love the content. Thank you. Um, this was a, this was an idea I, I actually put right in another video, so you might have missed it, or maybe you forgot that you heard this from me. This was in a video yesterday or the day before, and I said, at the very least, what they could do is new guns dropping to push you forward away from old guns would be to have an extra perk that is there if you fully level it up. And I said that would be like the armor 2.0 system, but on a gun. So imagine a weapons 2.0 system that would allow you to do this. So this is something that was in another video. Maybe you heard it from me, or maybe you just have really good ideas and, you know, great minds think alike. So I would love that. I would love that because that would definitely give like a soft push to the new gear and it doesn't invalidate or make your old gear junk, but the new gear would be like a little nicer, a little extra, a little bit better, you know, marginal, but still potentially going to woo you to move up to the new stuff. I have to take a drink. Hang on. Um, For those of you listening to this in the other locations, we have been reading and laughing and talking a lot today. So I, you know, my voice is... It's been through the... Like, my voice is ready for days like this because I've been doing this for a long time, but I, I still... I need to take a drink. I'm going to start drinking water because I'm out of Coke. <clears throat> uh, Pee-wee, I'm going to read your question next. If I buy the highest price version of Shadowkeep, do I get all the season passes and will that activate automatically? Also, do you know how much all that will cost? Sorry if this question was already answered. Okay, the deluxe edition of Shadowkeep has within it the basically an annual pass. So it's Shadowkeep and the Season of the Undying is just included in Shadowkeep. So you get Shadowkeep and attached to Shadowkeep no matter what is always Season of the Undying. Okay? In addition to that, you get the three seasons on top of that. The winter, spring, and summer seasons on top of that. So someone in chat is saying the deluxe edition is $60. That's a that's a great I would say that's a great value. That's the cross of a of, of a new game and that's gonna get you a year of rhythmic content. So <clears throat> Yeah, I'll squ- I'll skip questions that are doubles. Thank you, uh X 
Exagatha. By the way, if you're new to the stream and you like what we're doing here, we already did a talk today about uh, my raid, my new raid wish list. So if you're new and you've never been here before, you enjoy this interactive podcast style, remember to click the follow button. The follow button is that little heart button. That's a free way to support what I do, and then you can come back the next day and you can enjoy what we're doing. We do this all the time. It's really fun. I pick topics and we do Q&A. Obviously, we had to read through Luke Smith's blog post. So, Far West Fox says, kind of thinking ahead here, but do you think the XP boost ghost shells will help the bar fill faster? <clears throat> I would think, yeah. I mean, if, if, if you're influencing your XP gains with a ghost, and if they maintain those those fire team medallions you can get, I would think, yeah. You know, increase your XP gains with the ghost, pop that fire team medallion, grab patrols, do bounties. See, this is what's so beautiful about this. Listen, really track with me here. I'm feeling so good because so many things are going the way we've wanted them to go. There is a certain beauty to a game saying, just play a bunch and get stuff. There's like a certain simplicity to that. And why is that so good? Because if mom puts the kids to bed and turns on Destiny and she just likes to shoot bad guys, she's going to level up, puts in the time, does the things she likes to do. You sit down and you're like, I'm going to pop my fire team medallion. I'm going to get my ghost out. I'm going to make sure and grab every patrol, every bounty. I'm going to stack all this stuff. <sighs> you both end your play session with the same sort of internal emotional state of satisfaction. And you are 100% different in your engagement with the game. That is why we have continued to bang on this drum. And the fact that Luke Smith has echoed that sentimentality and philosophy in here makes me immensely happy. I told you guys that he was Moses and he would take us to the promised land. I believe that he could, and I believe that he can. Seeing this stuff, seeing him say back to us stuff that we've been saying since like forsaken came out that is extremely encouraging that is very encouraging he's got the beard man put a robe on him give him a stick man he's moses he can he can get us out of the wilderness dude he can i believe it you don't even have to be religious to understand that they show the 10 commandments every year on television so let it be written <laughs> so let it be done what's good flyers come on I'm just, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, this is, um, this is a really, really, really good setup. And that's the beauty and simplicity of saying, if you play, you will advance the artifact. You'll advance this seasonal book pass thing. So, so, so smart. That's why we kept hammering away at that. That's why I'm, I'm still banging on another drum. I'm not done yet, by the way. I'm, I've always got something that, that I can, that I can harp on. I still think that the the leveling of oh world drops might drop at your level again stop that just if stuff drops it helps you level okay that's right in line with this philosophy of just play just play and level just play and level your artifact just play and level this book just play and gear's going to drop that helps you level that I'm telling you that is so there is there's a simplicity to that because I love when I look in chat and I see people that are hardcore getting excited about this stuff, but I also see, like, moms and dads who can only play for a couple hours a night, and they're equally excited. There is something so special about that, because 
imagine like that's what makes music so cool right you can go to your band your favorite show your favorite band you go to like a Foo Fighters show and you see people across culture race age all of it why you just love the music Destiny's like that in some ways like people all across the spectrum love Destiny that's why I always held on to this idea that accessibility and and helping the people at the bottom enjoy their time while also maintaining a hardcore grind for the people at the top like both both spectrums are so important and that's why that's why because if if you only feed the top there's less of them if you only feed the bottom there's a lot of them but their their engagement's more tenuous both sides of the spectrum are vitally important to the future of destiny and that's why you can't just like you can't just ignore one side at the you know for the other it doesn't work Dan Papa says, do you think they are making it where you need the infusion mods instead of resources on the items? Maybe buying them with resources instead. Oh, I like this. Wait, what if they do that? What if they do that? They're called upgrade modules. What if that's a thing? What if they're shifting? What if they're shifting infusion? What if I'm going to kind of get my wish in another way? That might be yeah 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 because then you what if they're getting rid of it no 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 no. it says that it's a free infusion i don't know i don't know i want to fight hang on let me do a control f here okay he says upgrade modules which are free infusions okay so here's the thing here's the thing that tells me upgrade modules are like they're like, a, oh, here you go. Free in, here's a free infusion. Him having to delineate free infusion means infusion will probably still cost something. Or he wouldn't need to say that upgrade modules are free infusion. Do you see the logic I'm applying there? Like, I don't know if we could take this and then say, oh, we'll go to the gunsmith and we'll just buy an upgrade module. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you'll just go to the, him and be like, okay, I'm going to do some grinding today. I want to be able to infuse. I'm going to spend some of my glimmer and I'm going to buy some upgrade modules from the gunsmith. You know what I mean? It's free because you get it from the battle pass. Doesn't mean you can't buy them separately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're tracking with me, Def. I just went there. We've been doing that a lot. That's weird, Def. We keep... I did not, I did not like read that in chat. We've been saying like the same things. Um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Buy them from the Eververse. Yeah, they won't do that. I, that's I would. I wonder. I wonder. I want to go back and watch that Armor 2.0 uh, stream, and I want to see if these cubes, if these cubes are the actual enhancement prisms, or if they just look like them. The gunsmith had these in his. I, I swear he had these little cubes in his inventory. But I swear when they were infusing, the enhancement prisms were smaller and skinnier. I don't know. I'm wondering if he literally sells those orange boxes and if those orange boxes are called upgrade modules. I feel like they were smaller when you infuse. We'll go watch when Q&A is done or somebody can find it and try and get some snapshots because I'm in the middle of Q&A. JD Turkleton, what's your take on seasonal areas only being available during the season? For me, when I play an area I think is really awesome, I don't want it to disappear for two months. I understand game size limitation, but it's a hard pill to swallow still. Um, here's here's the thing. I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. I guess what you're saying. 
but I would say their goal is twofold. Number one, they got to wrangle with the limitations of the game. Number two, it keeps the game fresh. It just keeps the game fresh. In general, we cluster around the new activities anyway. I, I, I totally empathize with you being like, but I like the forges. What if they took the forges away? He literally used that as an example. Ada would pack up and leave and her forges would go away. That would have been a huge bummer. Because Reckoning sucks. <laughs> like, that would have been a bummer. So they got to be careful here. They got to keep... They got to keep these seasonal activities in a lane. Because man, oh man, the difference between Forges and Reckoning was like the difference between playing basketball with your friends or golf with your drunk uncle. Like, it's just like not even remotely the same experience. <laughs> and... I'm telling you, I, they got to get that right. Because I totally agree with you. Like, there'll be this element of like, man, that was really fun. I really liked that grind. What do you got for me this season? But that also adds an element of intrigue and, exci- and excitement and freshness. Because it's like, there we go. Like, let's go do the new thing. And I would hope, I would hope they've learned, they've learned their lesson, right? They, they've learned to not like swing so hard on events and activities which if you think about Verdant Forest, Haunted Forest, and other activities could have just been a lot of testing to see how we respond with our engagement. So they're really, really good, I would hope, at, at knowing, okay, this activity will land in a pretty good place for people. Be more. Do you think we will get complete armor sets for the last tier, similar to level 100 for Fortnite? Yeah, I don't know. I, I bet you there's something pretty awesome at the end. Yes, to keep people, to keep, really keep people going. And I know people are going to say, oh yeah, of course. Of course they put the best stuff at the end because if you're not going to finish the book at the end of the season, you can pay money to finish the book. Of course they're going to do that. Again, the amount of time you got to put in to level this thing up, I think is totally reasonable. An hour, an hour of laid back strike play with bounties at 18 minutes of strike gets you one rank up. A hundred hours of laid-back strike gameplay with bounties spread out across an entire season. You gotta do that a hundred times, a hundred hours. I don't know. I don't think that's gonna be a problem for anybody. I think even casual players are like, 18 minutes in a strike, what the frick are you doing, Luke? Like, even a casual player is like, that's kind of slow, man. So I would think, I would think as long as you're smart and you kind of play attention and you're, you know, you're, you're, uh, you're you're doing bounties and you're doing things to gain XP. You'll be fine. You know, a hundred and again, a hundred hours in a season. That's like ten hours a week. And so, if a casual player knows they're going to fall under ten hours a week, they've got to figure out a way how to optimize. And listen, to a certain extent, that's just life. RPGs can't make everything doable in a day because that that negates their entire genre. Wishwash. The only debate I could see coming is the division between Tess and the season pass and arguing one should be in the other. What do you think is acceptable in the past that shouldn't be with Tess? I'm not I'm not grappling with your question here, Wishwash. They didn't mention Tess at all here. Other than the the, the classic Ingrams, like the the classic Ingrams. I don't know. There's no way I can put in 100 hours a week but I've got three little kids. Oh, 10 hours a week. Yeah, if you can't put in 10 hours a week, I mean, again, you got to consider something. That's two hours a night if you play Monday through Friday. If you're good enough, if you can literally play every day, all right, 10 hours a week 
divided by seven days, you gotta average an hour and a half a day. I, I'm, I just don't know. I'm just like, man, that's just so reasonable. That just feels so reasonable. An hour and a half a night? That's like, I don't know. He's saying, what is the Eververse going to have if the Battle Pass has all this stuff? Oh, the Eververse is going to have different animations for your finishers, uh, emotes, sparrows, ghosts, shaders. Uh, um, they're going to have their really cool armor sets because their armor sets are ornamental. Slug, uh, Slug says, do New Light players get Seas of Light? They've not explained how that works. My assumption is a New Light player gets everything except for the supers in Forsaken. That'll be like a soft, like, eh, you don't have everything yet. I don't think they're going to make them do any of that uh, Seeds of Light stuff. I, I just don't see why you would. Kid Next Dorks. Do you think the season pass, if the season pass fails, oh, I'm sorry, hang on. Let's start over. Do you think the season pass fails to create a sense of urgency for the items with the gear coming back later? And is that a good or a bad thing? No, because he said it might not be immediate. And look, man, I don't know about you, but people want the stuff now. They want the stuff now. Like, if there's a if there's a nightfall weapon that you really really want, are you like, eh? The nightfall will rotate back around. No, you're like, dude, I'm grinding for that this week. I'm grinding for the mindbender. I'm grinding for the warden's law. Nobody shrugs and's like, eh. Well, you know, the nightfall. It'll be back. It'll be back in a couple of weeks. Nobody does that. I mean, you. I mean, maybe you do if you're limited on time or something. People finish the entire Solstice gear in like four days. Yeah, I I don't I don't uh, I don't think so. I don't think anybody's gonna look at this and be like, eh, it's gonna be there next season. I don't think so. Prometheus, are you saying that people who don't buy the DLC can get the same rewards as people who do from the season to season? Yes, but but it's the top it's the top art like lane. It's the top track. I'm sorry, the top track in this picture, the gray track everybody gets the bottom track is premium right kid next dorks, do you think the bundling of the season battle pass is just an entry point for new players to pay for content by further incentivizing that spending, could the limits on spending where you can only spend money on levels for catch up be an indication that Bungie seeks not to rely on whales, but rather a broader segment of the community I mean, dude, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm not going to try and splice the strategy too much here. Um, I don't know. Oh, somebody got a screenshot. Somebody got a screenshot from the stream. So here, here we have, um, I'm going to try and zoom in. I can't show it to you guys because it's like it's, um, yeah, I can't show it. In the, I can't show it there. He does sell those little upgrade mo- he, he- he- oh, 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 oh my gosh! He sells them! Frick, hang on, let's just- I'ma move it, I'ma move it. Look! Okay, look what he sells. He sells the same cubes that are here. I think those are upgrade modules. This purple guy here, the purple- oh, you can't see my mouse. You can't see my mouse. Okay, there's the cubes. And then there's the uh, there's the there's the diamond in the purple box, and then there's the gold circle. Okay. The the how do I do? I don't want to I don't want to mess with display capture. It can crash OBS. I'm not gonna do it. There's the two boxes. Then there's the little yellow diamond in the purple box. The yellow diamond in the purple box that is an enhancement prism, 
and then the gold thing with the circle that's an ascendant shard that means that means this is called material exchange down here that's the phrasing that's being used okay so oh yeah I guess I could just oh that's not good yeah it doesn't want to zoom it doesn't want to zoom in any further sorry that means that more than likely if you're wanting to infuse like crazy you I could pull it up in Q&A we'll look at it in a little bit we'll look at it in a little bit I, I don't want to I don't want to continue to disrupt Q&A uh, more than I already have I don't want to disrupt Q&A more than I already have by looking at that. But it's far, but it seems it seems it's a material exchange for boxes that are in this picture that given they're coming from the gunsmith and Luke Smith there said there's things called upgrade modules that are free infusion, you may be able to go to the gunsmith and say, "Dude, I really need some free infusion fuel. Let me do some material exchange and get these." We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see, but that's my theory. That's what I think those are. Ave Cope. There will be four seasons this year. Do you think we'll end up with four raids or just two or three? Just two, There'll be two, maybe three. Here's what I think they're going to do. I think they're going to do a raid in Shadowkeep because they've announced it. And they're going to do a raid in the spring. That's what I think. <clears throat> That's what I think. Or they'll do a raid in the summer as like the conclusion that is like that sets the stage for whatever happens in September of 2020. There is no way. I don't know. I just have a. I know they. I know they have a raid team no matter what. Even if they don't have Activision's backing, like they have a raid team no matter what. They don't have to like hire it out. But Vicarious Visions built the raid in. In they built Crown of Sorrow, so and Bungie built uh, Scourge with the help of High Moon. So I would say you're not going to get a raid in the winter. I don't think so. I think we're going to get a raid in Shadowkeep, and then we're going to get a raid either spring or summer, because they either want the raid dead center in the middle, spring's like right in the middle, or they'll wait for the summer is like, hey, this is our big send-off, this is kind of the end of year three, and we have a raid to, to conclude things. We need at least three? You're crazy. Number one, most of the player base doesn't engage with raids. It's not it's not a big driver for engagement. So they're not that's not a priority in a $10 a la carte season pass. I just I don't think they're going to do a raid each time. If they do, they're going to be really small, dude. They're going to be really small, probably smaller than Scourge. Like imagine Scourge with no Sparrow race. You know? Imagine Scourge with no with no Sparrow race. Hell uh Hellstorm says, "Would you consider buying uh, chaperone ornament pay to win it increases the barrel length which increases your kill range I mean uh, the, the, you're really stretching you're really stretching alright how many questions do we have we're at 32 and we gotta get all the way to 50 apparently people are saying the twab is up so can you guys read it and tell me is it pertinent is it because what we've what we're doing now seems like more pressing somebody somebody do a quick glance at it and tell me if it's worth stopping Q&A um, uh, I thought it was free. And is it is an imperfect destiny with micros worse than no destiny? I mean, I we need micros in self-published games. It's vanity. I don't care about it. Um, degrade degraded nut. Closer to the end of this new blog post, Luke Smith gave it uh, gave us, which is awesome. He makes mention of a live event example. Do you believe this puts a nail in the coffin of the that they will switch to the Unreal Engine to allow? Yeah, he talked about creating new technology. 
Uh, he talked about new technology. So people are saying it's not worth it. I thought so. I was like, dude, I bet you the 12 is going to be really light. The, what we discussed and read from him is way, way more substantive. So I'm glad we didn't stop Q&A. Dog Dad Drew, we'll still read it if you guys want to read it with me. We'll still read it. Uh, don't know if this is already brought up, but I'm assuming there's no Vanguard Pinnacle weapon. We have no idea. How much influence do you think uh, Epic's success with Fortnite Battle Pass had over um, had over Bungie's decision um, to develop their own? Um, I mean, Bungie did it first. We've talked about this before. Like we've talked about this before. Bungie did it first with the SRL with the SRL book. So like I kept saying like why don't they do something like the SRL book again? Like when Bungie everybody's like, "Oh, the battle pass. What a great idea." I was like, "Bungie did it first. So I, I think they were just maybe reminded of how effective it can be. Uh, Gummy Cat, do you think that the armor and weapons in that seasonal battle pass are just vanity as well? The weapon could be a skin. Well, they said that the items that drop can get better stats elsewhere. I don't know about the weapon. I don't know about the weapon, but the armor, he did say. There's armor sets that can get better stats when dropped out in the world. Super Friend Tendo, do you think Fireteam Medallions will have an impact on progression in the season pass? I appreciate your voice of reason echoing my own in this situation. Cheers. Thank you. Um, I would think... I would think that uh, you would... Oh, they have a picture of them tracking all the stuff that we're supposed to do. That's cool. Um... Yeah, I would think they would have an impact. Now, somebody's like, oh, that's pay to win. I mean, I, th- those XP boosts, are, you can get them with Bright Dust, so I, I think it's fine. I, and, I, and if they still affect it, great. If not, I'm just not super worried about it. Um, I am Skolas. I love your feedback on this with the extra awards for season pass holders, how it should be. Do you see the player base continuing to increase uh, throughout the seasons? Um, Here... Here's my thought on this. This is a good question. Here's my thought. I think what they're trying to do is have a mushroom effect with New Light and Shadow Keep, right? Mushroom effect. Community gets really, really big. And then it'll settle like this. It'll kind of settle down. And I think their goal would be to have consistently a million players a day in PvE and close to that in PvP. Maybe 1.5 mil in PvE and then maybe a mil to just under a mil in PvP. So PvP and PvE, daily engaged player base, fits, it just hits an equilibrium. And then guess what? Instead of what we typically do, we typically do this. We just slowly, as the season comes to a close, it goes way down. And then it goes back up. And then it goes down. I would think they'd want it just to hover here. It's just it's always a good flow of people playing. You can level up your artifact, your Book. There's stuff happening every week. There's stuff. There's there's events. As Luke said, like the narrative's going to develop through the season. That the activities are going to come to a close at the end of the season, so they're going to change throughout the season. That's what I think their goal is. Big mushroom, settle into a good, good like daily engaged player base that's just always playing. And then guess what? When season two happens, there's obviously a little bump, and then we settle back down. That's what I think. I don't think what they're trying to do is like, you know, we want the thing we want the player base to increase every season. I don't I don't think that's it. I think the goal is let's grow the daily the daily base and then keep that base throughout the season. And the reason that's so good is like you're more in tune with the value of a seasonal change if you're playing all the time. You're way more in tune with it. 
the people coming back, it's harder for them to be like, wait, what's going on? What am I doing? What's this thing? So it's better if the fluctuation in, in the player base isn't as drastic. Because I think if you have these big spikes every season at the beginning, it's easier for a lot of those people to be like, yeah, I'm not really invested in Destiny. And then they leave and then the player base drops and then your funnels for matchmaking have less people in them. And like, it's just more dramatic. I think maintaining a really just healthy, steady player base is more than likely their goal than trying to have big gross and big, oh, we want the thing to grow the whole time. That's probably unrealistic. X Degatha. Uh, hope everyone's doing good today. Uh, moving to the question. If you buy the deluxe edition, don't you get all the passes? You don't need to be paying $10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, just buy the deluxe edition. Listen, most people are probably just going to do... Not most people. A lot of people are just going to do that. Just be like, yeah, here's my 60 bucks. Cool, I'm in. I love Destiny. <laughs> like, here you go. I'm good. I get Shadow Keep and I get four seasons of stuff. Yeah, I'm cool. Sign me up. That's four seasons divided by 60. That's, fan- that's fantastic value. Like, why would you not do that? Like, as far as value goes, you got... Somebody said it was $60. That's literally, like, that's $15 a season. Like, that's just, like, I just... That's really, really, really nice. Like, that's $60 for the whole year. What is this? $5 a month? It's like a $5 a month subscription fee? Like, I don't know. I, I, I think that's... That's pretty... That's pretty... It's pretty nice. That's not... That's not expensive at all. The Kraz. Has anyone confirmed that besides the first season, the next three seasons won't be $10 and then premium is another 10 on top? No, 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 no. Okay, hang on. Has anyone confirmed that besides the first season, the next three seasons won't be 10 and then premium is another 10? No, 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 no. This is where people are misunderstanding. If you buy Shadowkeep and nothing else, you get everything in this picture. Everything. You get the premium track, you get the normal track, you get the season, you get Shadowkeep. All of it. When the winner comes... When the winner comes and you spend $10 for the winter season, you're done. That's it. Nothing else. You don't have to spend another dime. You're done. There's no premium $10. No. There is the free track and the premium track. The premium track is literally just you paying to get into the, the paying for the season. Really what they should call it is the free track and the season track because it's not premium. It's just the season. It's that you bought the season. You get that track. Subaru. So if we got to season rank 25, does that unlock the hunter helm for my hunter? If I use it while I'm on the hunter or will I get one? You get one for each. He says that. So when you get to 25, that's three armor pieces. They can't really show that in the picture. I mean, I guess they could show them like stacked on top of each other to make it clearer. But he did say it's three. Yeah, it's one per. Two boat. Have you heard anything about shaders getting updated like the mods are, turning shaders into unlockable instead of consumable? I thought they said that in one of the twabs. I can't remember. Commander Tyke. Do you think because everyone is 750 now, they should remove all the white and green gear? They're going to. What? what would, like, I, I don't know what white and green gear's role would be in the game. What would it do? Now, if they do like a soft reset like they did that one year with Taken King, I mean... I, I, I guess I could see that. I guess I could see that, but I don't know. I, I think that they're definitely going to keep moving towards that, like, hey, you know, white and green gear is just not necessary. We're in the end game now. Remember what they said about the, about the annual pass when it first came out? What did they say? They said, this is designed for us to extend our end game. We're just extending the end game. 
Guys, when we finish Q&A, we'll, we, we will read the TWAB. Just got lucky. Sorry if this has been asked already, but does this mean we get free infusions now? I was reading the post. I, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, my video that I made yesterday that went live this morning, everybody that disagreed with me is going to see how much I was right because Bungie's trying to meet that pain point. I'm telling you right now, upgrade modules are a thing that you get for free for no money that give you quote quote Luke here quote free infusions and as far as we can tell it looks like the gunsmith is also selling them for a material exchange I'm I don't know man I'm telling you right now I I really 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 don't think those are not mat boxes no way he literally says you get upgrade modules that are free infusions and these little orange things these boxes are for sale from the gunsmith you think they're just random mat boxes that's what you think I don't know. That seems unlikely. The blue box is a matte box. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, yeah, it kind of look. It kind of looks like there's materials coming out of it. This box down here. Yeah, 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 yeah. That might be what that is. Oh, isn't that what the symbol for the materials is when you have a ghost? That little triangle. I knew I recognized that freaking triangle. Yeah, good eye. Really good catch. Really good catch. The orange boxes up here are not mad boxes. Nice, nice catch on that. Jay Messias Bolsonaro. Season pass giving competitive advantage in a game like Destiny in form of exotic engrams is terrible. It's already expensive enough. Okay. <clears throat> Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I got it. I got it. I got to take a drink. Okay, I got to reread this. Okay, I got to reread this. Season pass giving competitive advantage in a game like Destiny in the form of an exotic Ingram is terrible. It's already expensive enough. Okay. What is expensive? What's expensive? What are what are you spending money on right now? Okay. So the annual pass was sold a year ago for $30. And so you spent $30 a long time ago. If you have been playing Opulence and Drifter, and if you have been playing Forge and Forsaken, okay? That means, starting in probably January of this year, in the last eight months, you have spent literally $0. So, if you have to spend 40 for Shadowkeep... You think that's too expensive. And by the way, when you spend that 40 for Shadowkeep, you get all this stuff. And then a couple months later, for the winter pass, it's $10. I, I honestly cannot even dignify this question as serious. It seems like a joke. You're crazy. You are crazy if you want to try to argue that to pay to stay in Destiny is expensive. You're freaking nuts. There's no game that offers this level of like longevity and engagement for the amount of money we put in. It is it is a literal joke to assert it's too expensive and ten dollars to get into like a season or in this case it's just included in Shadowkeep. No way. Absolutely not. Bumble seventeen. Do you think those recycling bounties we saw a few weeks ago? 
uh, is to help us level up, as we will always have bounties with us in the activities one. Ooh, yeah, Bumble Seventeen. I like this. What if I'm right about those bounties with the little recycle symbol on them? And no, I was not talking about the sorting arrows. Too many freaking Christmas. The actual icons had within them the the like the four arrows. <clears throat> it's the same four arrows that are on a uh, a hand cannon reloader mod. Those arrows that are around the gun. Um, those were on bounties, and I was like, well, what if those are reload bounties, meaning they can be reloaded and you can continue to do them? That would be in line with, yeah, that would be in line with Luke's logic down here, because he says, he says, in our internal team test, playing strikes in a fairly relaxed manner, 18 minutes per strike, with full stacks of bounties can get a seasonal rank in less than one hour. Now, obviously, if there are bounties within the game that can be reset and rebooted, it makes even more sense of what he's saying. You just stack up bounties and you just keep kind of completing them. I don't want to read too deep into what he said, though. We'll have to wait and see if those bounties are, in fact, what I thought they were. Reckless Onion. I have a low-level hunter that I'm thinking about leveling, but would it be better to wait a month because it will level me auto? I don't know why you'd want to level up right now unless you really enjoy leveling. You're going to be 750 in October. JJ, uh, Jay Jaska says, I didn't buy the Black Armory and Menagerie DLC, but if I keep Shadow Keep, will I get access to playing Forge and Menagerie? Uh, no, probably not. You can buy uh, Forsaken bundled with the annual pass for like $30 or something. Um, and that's uh, that's going to be, it's gonna be well, well worth it if you want all those activities. Oh, is it 40? Is it 40 for Forsaken and all the annual pass content? Is it 40? It'll probably be even cheaper in October, so I would wait. (laughs) I would wait. You could probably get it bundled for super cheap in October. Uh, Studley, what about discount, discontinuing old content like Forges, Reckoning, and Menagerie before the new season activities? The problem with that is this, Okay problem with that is is that content was sold to us without that concept in our mind so the new content you buy for ten dollars and you understand what's happening it is it is a season of content and the things within it will be retired and go away i think it would be a mistake to reach in and grab and take away content that we bought and we were never told that was going to happen that's the biggest problem and unfortunately It'd probably be better. Um, truth be told, truth be told, the forges are not a massive amount of content. They're built within the public spaces, okay? So the forges wouldn't get us a whole lot, okay? Um, it's $40 and on sale for $15 on Steam from what I saw, says Owner of Dragons. Oh, look into it, okay? If you're listening to this or you're watching this, where, however you're engaging with my content, just look and see how much Forsaken is bundled on Steam or Xbox or PS4 or whatever. It might be pretty reasonable. Um, by the way, if you're new to the stream and you've never been here before, you're enjoying the back and forth and the interactive podcast, remember to click follow. That's a free and easy way to support me. You won't miss out on the content. So, yeah, they can't reach in and take out content because from here on out, we understand when we're buying it into a season, we understand there's content in there that will be taken away. And that's that's like full disclosure. You understand what you're buying. When we bought the annual pass a year ago, they never even put that thought into our mind. So people would throw a freaking fit if they started yanking stuff out, which 
I would rather them fix and redeem Reckoning. I would rather them fix and redeem Reckoning. Gambit Prime is a game mode with different rules on maps that were already created for Gambit. And the forges are in public spaces. So the only real activity that could save them tons of space if they removed it would be the Menagerie, which, again, I'd rather them update, fix, and make the Menagerie worth something every once in a while. Like, maybe update guns and stuff in there. I don't know. So... IC007, I don't know if the question's been asked previously, but what do you think will happen if the, to the token economy? I have no idea. They've not said. I have no clue. Uh, probably just continue to expire it. They're not dropping. Now, if you're talking about the tokens from Zavala and Shax, no idea. They haven't said. Remove Reckoning? Like I said, I'd rather them redeem Reckoning. Like we, Almost nobody's gotten those weapons. So it's just like, redeem it and make it intentional so I can go get a, a, a Doomsday and a, and, a, and a spare rations. Chaos Dogma. Galahorn pin debut at PAX. What does it mean? Galley coming back perhaps? Oh, really? Oh, really? Interesting. Huh. I'm not going to really d- dive down that rabbit hole. I'm just not going to. But maybe. The Those... Those data mined rocket launcher parts, somebody made a really good point in another one of the videos. They said the only rocket launcher we've ever built with, with rocket launcher components is the Galahorn. So maybe that's why that's in there. I don't know. Dragon's Breath we thought was coming when we thought it was going to be Solar Week. They could definitely throw that into, uh, into Shadowkeep. You want to get Destiny players playing again, drop the Galahorn in the game. Drop it in there. Rise of Iron Size expansion? Eh? 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 That's when they did Galley. Janiper uh, GTV. Will there be future content drops like Shadowkeep in the future on top of all the season passes, as in the future content drops will only be $10? As far as we know now, winter, spring, and summer seasons are $10, and maybe a bigger DLC, Rise of Iron Size DLC, next year in September. Here's, here's my theory. Okay. Luke Smith's making it pretty clear, at least it seems pretty clear, that the this this shadow keep is rise of iron size and we're getting the moon, and that's it. Okay? Luke Smith also made it clear that we're going back to the dreadnought. And unless that's one of the season passes, then that's what we're gonna do next September. And we're finally gonna get the Taken Queen. But it could be one of the season passes. I don't know. I would think they would work within the, the existing systems and existing places with the next season passes and just add activities and not a new location. Because here's the problem. If you do the Dreadnought in the winter, you're setting an expectation that like spring and summer are going to get an, like a location as well. And if one of the random a la carte $10 passes is like they throw in the Dreadnought, that throws off the value transmission significantly. 10 for the winter, 10 for the spring, and 10 for the summer, and and one of them has the the dreadnought in it? Like, I don't know. Taken Queen, September of next year, we'd get one more round of passes, and then Destiny 3 would be 2021. Destiny Destiny 3 2021 is triangle ship time. That's That's the stage for the next game. I don't think Taken Queen is Destiny 3. Again, they made it so clear that the DLC pattern for Destiny 2 was was Mercury, Mars, the the uh, the Reef, and then the Dreadnought. And now they're they're bumping Dreadnought. Apparently, I don't think they're bumping Dreadnought to Destiny 3. I think the Triangle ships are Destiny 3. In fact, they've even said the Triangle ships are the next game, haven't they? Haven't they confirmed the Triangle ships are basically the next game? 
Uh, Commander Tyke. My friend... Whoa, what did I do? I clicked on something, and we're back. My friend has installed D2 in November. Can he go back to New Light, and is it worth it? I don't know. It's... Uh, what kind of a... What do you want me to say? Try it out? If he already installed D2, he's fine. And then when New Light drops, he'll be 750. Now, as far as all the other content... Forsaken with the annual pass, Shadowkeep, Deluxe Shadowkeep, all that other stuff that he could buy, I, I, don't, I don't know if it's worth it or not. I mean, I, I would think yes as a fan of Destiny, but if he's not touched the game, I don't know. I mean, come back and see if you like the seasonal leveling, see if you like the way the game feels, and if you do, then buy Shadowkeep and all that stuff. Glock, Glockstrap. With content coming and going each season, are raid layers not to be expected anymore since seasonal content goes away? Yeah, we talked about this. I don't know if we're going to be getting raids. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be ending Q and A then because we're getting we're getting looped in questions we've already answered. So, I speculated a raid spring or summer and only one. In addition to Shadowkeep's raid, I don't think we're going to be getting multiple raids. Smaller smaller budget, I, you know, smaller deliveries. I don't think we're getting we're gonna get a raid every time. So. I'm going to end Q&A there. We're going to read the TWAB. So if you're here live right now, click follow. That supports me for free. If you're listening in any of your locations, Spotify, YouTube, Google, all that, I appreciate that very much. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.